Is the world really what it seems to be? Or have we been had? That's what I'm going to be discussing on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. I sure appreciate you joining me on the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And today I'm going to be talking about some things that are getting kind of obvious to me. And I want to know if anyone else out there is seeing the same things. And I'm going to be talking about some history today. Because I think that we need to know our history or we're doomed to repeat it. And Samuel Clements, whose professional name was Mark Twain, said that history does not repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And I think there's lots of truth in that. And so I want to be talking about American history as far as how it relates to what's happening today. And I want to be talking about just what's happening in society in general. As far as things that are being pushed down our throat a little bit at a time to where we really don't feel like we're being force-fed anything. But if you stop and take a giant step back, you realize that, yes, indeed, we're being force-fed a whole bunch of things that are demonic and are just simply not right. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I'm going to start with the social agenda that seems to be permeating the entire Western world, and that's this transgenderism and all the drag queen story time and all of this just absolute cultural rot that every Western nation is now experiencing. And I'm going to start with one statistic that should be very startling, extremely startling. And I think that all the women that are listening really need to take this to heart. They really need to understand what's going on. There are billions of women on earth. Billions. But yet, time after time, different magazines and organizations are naming a man who claims to be a woman as woman of the year. Now, I want you to think about that. There are billions of real, actual women on this planet. But yet, all of the accolades and awards are going to men who claim to be women. Now, I know a few years ago, the Democrat Party was talking about that the Republicans had a quote-unquote war on women. And if you really want to look at it for what it is, it's the entire leftist movement that wants to cancel women. Now, I know there's a lot of leftist women out there that are supporting these transgender men that call themselves women. There is no such thing as transgender. It's very hard for me to even say that word because it's an entire lie. It's very satanic and it's totally biologically impossible. We're talking about mental issues here. They're talking biology when we need to be talking about mental health. But that's another story. But the way I see it is that women are being marginalized to the point of what's the use of having women around. 
getting rid of the term mother and calling it birthing person. It's just idiotic. Everything that has to do with traditionalism of any sort is under attack. And of course, it's the evil white Christian men that call females mothers, so we can't call them mothers anymore. And you know that being part of a nuclear family is, well, that's part of colonialism, and that's racist, and that's homophobic. And we're being just force-fed all of this junk. And for some reason, the people in the West are tolerating that. And then you look at the wokeism that's taken over most of the Western militaries, the United States, Canada, the UK, and I'm sure there's more, that their military is now more concerned about using the right pronoun as they are learning how to fire a gun and protecting themselves. And so we have everything upside down, and it's being just absolutely forced down our throat. And I remember all of the women's marches that happened for equality and for the right to vote and other issues. And right now, I feel that we have one of the largest plots against women in the history of mankind playing out right before our eyes. But it seems that there are millions, if not billions, of women that are supporting this transgender men that call themselves women. And they're saying, oh, yes, they're women. These women need to understand that they're being used and they're being canceled at the same time. And so where are the women's rights groups? Where are they? Where are the women that stand up for their gender, for their true gender? And I think that sounds very silly that you have to stand up for your gender, but I think that the women of the world need to understand that they're being marginalized, they're being canceled. Pretty soon, most women's sports that are allowed to have quote-unquote transgenders compete. It's just going to become a league of men calling themselves women. And women are going to be totally driven out of sports. It's just a matter of time. And I know that in combat sports, they're allowing these men that call themselves women, to compete in these sports. It's just a matter of time before we have a real woman get harmed or killed in a combat sport by a man that calls himself a woman. And everyone applauds that. Oh, yes, that's a woman. It's a man with a beard that puts on lipstick, so he's a woman. And people are being a lot more open about this transgender nonsense. And I'm seeing lots of videos now with men with lipstick and men with nail polish and they're trying to wear their hair very feminine. In a few years back, we called them girly men. And that's what they are to me. They're not women. They're girly men. But they're not women. And all of these people that protest that, yes, they are women, All you have to do is look at the bone structure, and you know if it's a male or female. All you have to do is do a chromosome test, and you know if it's a male or female. And then there's visual inspections, and you know if they're a male or female. 
And I don't understand why it's only women who are being chosen to be picked on, basically, by this movement that people can pretend that they're women and people are supposed to accept that. But I'm going to talk to the men out there. If you or I pretended to be anything else but a woman, they'd say we had mental issues. But if we say we're a woman, then we're supposed to have special rights. Think about that. And now you have a movement of people that say they're attracted to juveniles. And they say that that's a form of attraction that's natural and needs to be protected. In other words, the pedophiles are now coming out of the closet. And we have very demonic things happening right before our eyes. And I would hope that the women of the world would stand up and lead the charge of stopping everything that women have worked for for generations being destroyed just in a matter of a few years. At the rate things are going, if mankind is still around in a few years, women are going to be marginalized to the point that they're going to lose everything that they've gained. And I know this is going to sound like I'm piling on to the women here, but I have to say this because it is part of the social thing that's happening. For years and years, women have wanted to be accepted for who they are as a person, not as a body, not as just a sexual object. Women have really strived to break that stereotype. And there was a time where you raised your daughters to be young ladies and to be respectful. But now it seems that the only people that are being given accolades are the women who can party the most, the women that flaunt their sexuality, the ones that wear the scantiest clothes and try to really sell themselves as the object of sexual desire. And that is their identity. That's what they do. That's how they are. That's how they act. But yet, their sisters of generations past have worked so hard and tirelessly so women can be accepted as equals, as intellectuals, and as people. Women fought hard, and they earned the right to be heard. They earned the right to vote. They earned the right of having respect. They earned the right of doing things that women should be able to do. Now, I am opposed to certain things. I don't think that women should be put in situations of war. I know women are willing but I don't think it's a good thing for society. And one of the reasons that the United States won World War II was because the women here at home went to work and helped the war effort. And so women can go to war in ways that don't involve being killed. Maybe that's the chivalry in me, I don't know. But I really do believe that women need to have non-combat roles, but they can still serve. I have no problem with women serving whatsoever. But I think that we should value human life. And since traditionally women are the nurturers of human life, that I think that they deserve a special place of protection. I think that God made man that way to protect the women. Now, that doesn't belittle women at all. That just means you have someone that cares enough for you to protect you. That's all that means. But I don't understand 
why all of this is being thrown out the window and being called archaic, racist, demeaning. All of the things that are good are now considered bad. And men aren't going to be able to do much about this transgender thing other than to come against it as I'm doing. But it's going to take the women of the world to shut things down. To literally shut things down and say no more. We see what protests have done in Israel with Prime Minister Netanyahu backing down on firing some of the people in his cabinet. And what would happen if all the women in the world said enough is enough and just walked off the job for a day or two? Almost all the offices in the world are staffed by women, and many of them are totally staffed by women, including the management. And the videos that I'm seeing lately of men that pretend to be women, they show up and they have their beards and they have, some of them have big pot bellies and they might be wearing lipstick or a dress or something. And these are store videos that are caught on store cams where an employee would say, yes, sir. And that word, sir, just triggers these men that pretend to be women. They just go berserk. And in one video, the guy started knocking items off the shelf, screaming, it's ma'am, it's ma'am, I'm not a sir. But he didn't say it like that. He said it like this, it's ma'am, it's ma'am. I'm not a sir. He had this big old burly voice. And as this individual was trashing the store, I just couldn't help but think of the mental illness that this person has that's just over the top. But this person's not getting treated for a mental illness. There have been other people prominent that are men that pretend to be women who've committed suicide recently because their life is basically a living hell. If you don't understand who you are, deep down inside, you really don't have anything. And one anecdotal thing I can say about that are people who are adopted oftentimes like to find out who they are biologically. And I do understand that. You want to know your family history. You want to know your lineage. And so I highly encourage people who are adopted, to try to find these things out, because it can have an impact on later treatment as far as medical treatment. If you have issues in your biological family, you need to know about them. And so for that reason alone, I think it's a good idea. Now, if it tears apart families that adopted you, if it causes huge problems, well, that's something you have to really navigate through very, very carefully. But that desire that humanity has to know who you are and where you came from is pretty much a universal instinct that we have that has been built into us. And to not even know if you're male or female, especially when you still have all of the body parts that make you a male or female, and you still don't know, think of the turmoil that's going on in the mind of this person. Think of the self-hatred and the loathing that you must feel for yourself. I know that someone will say, well, no, they don't hate themselves. Well, I beg to disagree. 
because the suicide rate among that group of people of men that pretend to be women and women that pretend to be men, the suicide rate is higher in that group than it is in other groups. But I would love to see women take the lead in stamping out the satanic transgender movement that is doing nothing but harm women. Men that pretend to be women are generally the men who have been whipped out. They're the ones that don't want to compete in the real world against men. They know that they can't compete against men, so they look at women and say, well, I'll compete there. Now, I'm not talking just in sports. I'm talking about in life. And so these people that I consider mentally ill are calling themselves women. And a lot of these mentally ill people commit crimes. And these mentally ill people are put in with real women in prison, which is absolutely wrong. And so if the women care about their sisters who are incarcerated, there's another reason for them to object to men that pretend to be women because their sisters who are incarcerated are being abused by these men that pretend to be women inside prison. There's all sorts of rapes and other assaults that happen from men who pretend to be women against women inside prisons. And why would one gender group embrace people who are totally mentally ill as being legitimate and being one of them? That makes no sense. And so I would ask for women to really consider this whole transgender movement and understand that it's not so much a pro-male movement as it is an anti-female movement. And I think women everywhere need to understand that the longer this goes on, the more we coddle these people who are mentally insane, the more we give in to them and let the inmates run the asylum, the harder it's going to be for women to regain the ground that they've lost. Now, I'm a firm believer in the Bible. And as the Bible says things are, I believe that's how they are. You might say, well, that's pretty simplistic. Well, I believe the word of God. And that's all I need to say about that. There are people that like to look at the Bible and say that there are myths in the Bible. And there are things that really didn't happen. They're just stories. And there are people that just discount the Bible totally. But yet they pin all of their hopes and plans and dreams on mankind. But mankind has always been deceitful since the fall of Adam. Mankind has a very bad problem with something called sin. And mankind is known to lie and be treacherous and to murder, to cheat, to steal. Mankind is corrupted. With the fall of Adam and Eve, mankind was definitely corrupted. But yet we let these corrupted people and their corrupted views of how the world is or should be, we seem to put some credence in that. Oh, so-and-so said this, so it must be that way. But the Bible, well, that's just fables. I think that we need to really take into account that the Bible 
truly is the living Word of God. And it's meant for us. It's meant for us today and right now. And what does God say about all of this homosexual movement? What does it say about sexual relations between the same sex and also opposite sex? What does it say? What does the Bible say about the society and how people are and how we should be? And it really seems like that we're so busy as a species trying to run away from God's word and God's commandments that we are running towards pure evil. And the best book ever written concerning wisdom is Proverbs. And if you would read Proverbs and really take it to heart, and also every other scripture in the Bible, then your life will be more fulfilled, more complete. You will not have these delusions that are put in your mind. You'll not be following false prophets. You'll not be following the world system. You'll be more whole and happy. You'll know who you are. You'll know who you are in the eyes of God. You'll know who you are when you look at yourself in the mirror. And you'll know your limitations. And you will know that you have a Heavenly Father that cares about you and that you must serve. And you'll also be aware of the pitfalls. You'll be aware of Satan and his minions. You'll be able to see what's happening. In real time, right before your eyes, you'll be able to discern what is of God and what is not. And how that ties into all these men that pretend to be women is that I think that they are partly the product of taking God out of society, out of the Western society anyway. Then also, I think that it is purely Satan's plan to divide and to destroy. And I've said this before on Truth to Ponder. I'm going to repeat it again right now. That when you look at every great catastrophe of the Bible, and the main two that everyone talks about is the great flood and also the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, not very many people survived. Not many people at all. And everyone else in both situations, perished. And so everybody's not going to survive God's wrath, if that's any indication. There is going to be the true believers, the children of God, they are going to survive the the remnant and the ones anointed to do so. But we have so many things in the world that are trying to pull us down and pull us away from God, and keep our mind off of God, keeps our mind looking at the satanic issues of the world today, keeps us looking at things that we know that are there, but we're not looking at the solutions. We're not looking at God's Word, not as a society. God's Word has the solution to man's problems. I've had people tell me that the Bible was basically the owner's manual to a great human life, and I tend to agree with that. And how this all fits in with the men that think that they're women, 
is that we need to get back to God's word. And we need to act in love towards these people because they truly have mental problems. And those that don't think that these poor souls don't have mental problems have likely bought into the lie that that's normal, that they were born that way. And right now there are groups that want doctors not to quote-unquote gender babies. And so they want that baby to grow up and decide what gender it is. But yet at age four, if you have a little boy that says, I want to play with a Barbie doll, you have some deranged mother taking that child to a doctor who will do hormone therapy and chemical castration. They're not waiting for these children to grow up. And also... There are lots of children who are being coached that you are really a little girl. They tell a little boy that over and over and over. And you can take a child and you can really mess them up mentally. And there's lots of people out there that are messing up a lot of children and they're calling themselves teachers. And so we have such a hill to climb, but we have such a book to rely on. We have God's word. We have an almighty God. We have right on our side. And we need to stand up against all of the satanic things that are happening in our social societies right now. Because everywhere you look, there's decay and there's rot and there's deceit and there's lies and there's insanity. And then we have people who are enablers. Now, I'm not calling women enablers for allowing these men that pretend to be women, to go on unabated. But I'm sure there are some enablers among that group. But it is my hope that very soon the world will wake up to the absolute satanic insanity that is taking place in our classrooms, in our lives, in our families, in our government, Do you realize that the government right now of the United States has many people that are mentally insane? Just look at their actions and hear their words. The only reason that some of these people got appointed to their position is because of their delusion. That's the only reason they were appointed to that position. And I'm going to mention this Buddha judge. If he wasn't part of that movement... There would be no way that he would have the position he holds because he's not qualified. His only qualification is that he has a delusion and he's mentally insane. That's his only qualification. And to back up my statement, just look at the shape of the world right now. Is it being run by sane, rational people who love God? Or is it being run by people that are just absolutely satanic and are delusional? and are insane. I guess the old saying is, the proof is in the pudding. I just hope that enough people can wake up before it's too late. And I would ask for you to consider donating to Truth to Ponder. And all you have to do to donate is go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. Click on the support tab. And then that'll guide you how to support this ministry through a Christian funding site called Gives and Go. But if you'd like to send a check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 
P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. And your donations are very much appreciated. Again, thanks for tuning in, and thanks to Bob Behrman for allowing me to speak to his great audience. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back with a different topic. I'm going to be talking about the United States in history and where I see things heading. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The mystery of the two messiahs in a moment. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Today we continue the Palm Sunday Mysteries and the writings of the ancient rabbis of Judaism. You find an amazing thing. There is not one Messiah, but two. How did this happen? Well, the rabbis were confused. They read in Zechariah 9.9, the Hebrew prophecy that Messiah would come on a donkey, ride into Jerusalem, humble and with salvation. Palm Sunday. But then they read in Daniel 7 that Messiah would come not on a donkey, but on the clouds of heaven in glory. Other prophets said Messiah would die for our sins, but reign forever. The rabbis couldn't deal with it. How can a Messiah come on a donkey, but come on the clouds? Die, but reign forever. So they came up with two Messiahs. Messiah, son of Joseph, who'd come humbly on a donkey and die for our sins, and Messiah, son of David, who would come on the clouds of heaven and reign forever. But the Bible only speaks of one Messiah, and the only answer is one Messiah, two comings. And the only one in history who could possibly fulfill it is Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, who rode the donkey and who will ride the clouds. Messiah, you see, must have two comings. And if you follow him, so must you. First the donkey, then the clouds. So in this life, you have to also ride the donkey. In the next, you'll ride the clouds. So in this life, my friend, choose to be humble and you will be exalted. Let go and you will have forever. Die to self and you will rise to life. Give your life and you will find it. Be a servant to everyone and you will know true greatness and glory. Messiah had two comings and if you follow him, so must you. First, ride your donkey my friend, and then you'll ride the clouds. Now, want more? Ask for the gold Zechariah 9.9. And now the free gift for you, the mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel, better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And Sapphire's your daily vitamin supply for a victorious life in God. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and call it. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel, and the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents, just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom and Achem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Ravinu, our teacher. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Beerman today. I'm talking about social issues, and also I'm going to be talking about kind of a disturbing trend that I've seen that 
has been the habit of the United States government for quite some time. And before I go on to that topic, I do want to briefly mention that not only is there a war against women, there's a war against our children. And it's happening every day. We have rogue school boards that are satanic, that are putting all sorts of material in the libraries that are unsuitable for children. They're allowing pedophiles and drag queens and an assortment of just absolute horrible people to have access to your children without letting you know about it. And this war on children is real, and it's real intense, and it's getting worse. And so I have to say, please homeschool your children. Spare them from being victims of these evil satanic people. You know, it's really hard to coddle your children because you want them to grow up. But see, that's just the whole point. If you have to coddle them so they can grow up, then you better coddle them. Because these evil people, these sex traffickers and pedophiles, they don't care if children live or die. They don't care. All they care about is satisfying their own perverted needs and also being destructive. And we live in a different world than what we all grew up in. And to let the children just go experience life, to become full-rounded citizens used to be what you had to do. But now, I wouldn't do that for anything. There are way too many predators out there, and it's getting worse. And what's even more evil is that we have people in power that are covering for and also shielding all of these perverts that we have running around. And you could go from Jeffrey Epstein right on down the list. We have corruption in high places. We have pedophiles and perverts and all sorts of people that have ill intentions for children in high places. And they're catching a lot of them. But that's only just the tip of the iceberg. And so I would say it's really no use fighting the school boards. Just pull your children out. You can fight the school board as well, but you need to get your children out of harm's way because we are in a war. We are literally in a war for the safety of our children. And so I urge you, please do the right thing for your children. Take care of them. Get them out of those schools. I wanted to talk about something that happened in the United States way back when Andrew Jackson was president. There was something that was called Manifest Destiny. And this Manifest Destiny was something that was in the minds of every politician. It didn't matter what political party. It didn't matter who was president. It didn't matter who controlled the Senate or the House. From Andrew Jackson's presidency on until the completion, Manifest Destiny was something that was unfailing. Manifest Destiny was its own thing. Which leads me to believe that there was somewhat of a deep state even back in those times. Because very rarely do you have something that is consistent through so many presidential terms in so many years. And for those who don't know what Manifest Destiny was, Manifest Destiny was the belief that the United States was destined to go from sea to shining sea, that it was to go from the East Coast all the way through the West Coast. And at the time Manifest Destiny was starting to be put together, 
Actually, it has its beginnings back when we did the Louisiana Purchase in 1803. But it really didn't solidify itself until Andrew Jackson was president. And through this belief in manifest destiny, the United States felt justified to displace the American Indian, to conquer lands that belonged to other countries, such as Mexico, and also we had to push the French and the English out of our western part of what was to become the United States. And nothing stopped this manifest destiny from happening. And it really didn't matter how it was done, it was just had to be done, according to the people who were pushing this whole doctrine. And there is a reason I'm giving this history lesson, because I'm going to extend this clear up to modern times. I know that a lot of events that happened in the Old West concerning the pony soldiers and the Indians was very, very evil and wicked on both sides. But it's well known that the United States government broke every treaty that they ever signed with the Indians. They never did plan on honoring any of them. And there was a lot of deceit that the American government did towards the people to make it popular to go out and do the Indian Wars. Because you have to know that after the American Civil War, Americans were sick of all the fighting. They were sick of the dying. They buried way too many family members. And the government desperately needed to have a straw man. They needed to have something to rally the people around and get them bloodthirsty again and get them to want to go to war. And through my studies of the Indian Wars and what happened, I am convinced that General Custer was set up and he was sacrificed, and that was made a huge deal. His death and the massacre of all of his men, that didn't have to happen. And there's a lot of evidence that would go to show that Custer never thought that they were going to see any action whatsoever because he wasn't part of the main force. But the main force turned back, but they didn't get word to Custer. And so Custer and his men were about the only ones out there And they died thinking that there was a huge group of cavalry soldiers that were on the heels of the Indians that were going to engage them. And that's a very long story, but what I'm getting at is that the United States will fabricate events to try to sway public opinion. Nothing is new in that regard. Now, when Manifest Destiny was finally complete... Now, I'm not talking about Alaska and Hawaii here, but when we got to the coast and we had California and Oregon and Washington, well, it seemed like there was no place else to go. William McKinley was the 25th president of the United States, and he undoubtedly was following that same doctrine and also practicing a little bit of the Monroe Doctrine as he was president during the Spanish-American War. And a lot of people in our government at that time must have thought that Manifest Destiny needed to go on. And so they fabricated a war with Spain. And the battleship Maine was blown up. And that was used as an excuse to go and rout the Spanish troops who were ill-trained. And they didn't have very many troops anyway, but they routed them in the Gulf of Mexico region. And then we went to war against them 
in the Philippines and some other areas in the Pacific Ocean. So if you ever wonder why we have islands that are way out in the Pacific, and also if you've ever wondered why the Philippines were a protectorate of the United States, in the treaty that ended the war between Spain and the United States, the United States demanded and acquired these territories. And the reason I'm telling you this is to kind of put a historical perspective of where I'm going. The battleship Maine was blown up from on the inside of the ship. It was either an accident or it was deliberately sunk by the people on board. It was not done by the Spanish. And that was decisively proven when they raised the Maine because it was becoming a hazard where they sunk it and they took it out farther to sea and resank it. But during that whole process, they did a forensic analysis of that whole explosion and what actually sunk the main. And it was conclusively proven that it was not sunk by a mine that was put out by the Spanish, as was the official narrative. And so when we talk about Teddy Roosevelt and his exploits on San Juan Hill and all of these other things that happened in the Spanish-American War, we have to realize that the United States government either planned to have that war no matter what, or they were very hasty to judge that Spain was responsible for something that they weren't. And actually, Spain was a very weak colonial power. They didn't have a strong military presence whatsoever. And so they were easy pickings for the United States. The reason I'm telling you this is that the United States has used false flags and they've used all sorts of trickery and deceit to try to sway public opinion and to try to change world events. And this was before the CIA. It's common knowledge that the CIA has helped foment revolutions throughout the world. The CIA has helped assassinate or directly assassinate leaders all over the world. And there's a large group of people that think that the CIA was responsible for John F. Kennedy and his assassination. And of course, that's a whole other story. But we have a government that's been totally out of control. And what I have determined through my studies is that manifest destiny never ended. For whatever reason, the United States is still expanding. Maybe not territory, but their influence. And so if you're wondering why we're in Ukraine, first of all, I believe there's lots to incriminate the Biden family and also a lot of politicians of shenanigans that were being done in Ukraine. And to those people who are pro-Ukrainian, well, I'm pro-Ukrainian myself, but I'm not pro-Ukrainian government. I'm acquainted with several Ukrainians that are absolutely wonderful people, some of the best people I've ever met. And so I wish this war would have never happened. I wish that it would stop right now for the people of Ukraine, because the people are nothing but pawns. Now, the United States cares nothing about Ukraine, about the people. They care about their little cash cow and their puppet government, but they don't care about the people. And I have two things that I'm going to offer as evidence. Is that first of all, they put bioweapons labs all throughout Ukraine. And everybody knows that there are mistakes 
and accidents that can happen in a biolab that can have a detrimental effect on the people that live in the area where that biolab is situated. And there's dozens of biolabs that were put by the United States in Ukraine. And when you look at the size of Ukraine and you look at the number of biolabs, then you have to understand that there was absolutely no remorse about putting all of these pathogens so close together in a small area. And there could likely be things happen that could wipe out a large segment of the population of Ukraine if any of these pathogens escaped. And these labs were secret. I doubt if the Ukrainian people even knew about them. They probably knew a building stood there, but they probably didn't know what was going on inside. And having this many bioweapons labs in this small of an area uh, doesn't make any sense unless you have complete control over the government that was there. In other words, I'm saying that Zelensky is completely controlled by his masters. Because there's no good leader anywhere that would allow another country to bring that many diseases and pathogens onto their soil. It just wouldn't happen if they cared for their people. And kind of a side note is that I've studied enough about this to know that they can genetically alter some of these bioweapons that they're creating in the labs. The scientists are good enough at manipulating viruses that they can create a bioweapon virus that will affect one ethnic group. And I can't prove this, but I suspect that some of the bioweapons that they are trying to create will kill people of Slavic descent. And what are the Russians? They're Slavic. But what are the Ukrainians? They're Slavic. That whole area, the people are Slavic. So if they were indeed creating pathogens that would affect Slavics only, there again, they had no regard for the people of Ukraine. Now, the icing on the cake is that they are going to put the depleted uranium weapons, the ammunition, that I know that UK is going to supply these munitions that are armor-piercing. And those that support Ukraine militarily might say, yay, let's get those in there and let's blow up these Russian tanks. Well, you need to do your research on the after-effects of using these weapons. When they were used in the 90s and the former Yugoslavia in the Kosovo region, there's been massive birth defects and a very high rate of cancer, very high increase of cancer. And then if you look at Iraq, where we also use this ammunition, there are thousands of babies that are born that are deformed. There are countless Iraqis that are sterile. And cancer in Iraq is just through the roof. And so you have babies that are born without arms and legs and all sorts of hideous deformities. And it's all because of this depleted uranium. And it's also happening in Afghanistan. And so where these rounds have been used for years and years, the common people that live in those countries are going to have to suffer with the consequences 
of this ammunition being used. And so if the UK and all the other countries that claim to be for Ukraine, if they were really for the Ukrainian people, there is no way they would use this ammunition. As a matter of fact, this ammunition is so bad that even the evil Vladimir Putin has outlawed using that. When the studies came out of what the NATO weapons were doing to the people in Kosovo and that region with the increase of cancer and everything else, the Russians pulled that from their arsenal and they will no longer use it. So even the evil Vladimir Putin sees how evil this munition really is. And so if you say you support Ukraine, I hope you mean you support their people. And if you support their people, you would in no way support having this ammunition shot inside their country because it's going to absolutely contaminate their soil and contaminate their whole area, their crops, their water. There are long-term things at play here. So we have to look at the big picture. And the big picture is there's lots of evil happening in Ukraine on both sides. I recently saw a cartoon that was done by a French company, and it was an animated short, and it's been banned and outlawed in France, that pretty well describes what's happening in Ukraine, is that there's a bunch of people in the room with a roulette wheel, and they have a skull, and they spin the roulette wheel, and as it comes to a stop, the skull lands on the space that says Ukraine, and then they bring out this little puppet, which is Zelensky, and they go ahead and stick their hand inside the puppet, and he turns into a warmonger, and they put this little red button on the map of Ukraine, and he starts pushing it madly, releasing a whole bunch of destructive tanks and missiles and things that are aimed at the Donbass. And the blood runs out of the Donbass, and it goes into a little tray that makes gold bars. And they reach down and grab these gold bars out of the blood, And then they make a pile of bricks, gold bricks, with blood oozing off the bricks. And then it ends when the door bursts open and someone with a sword, it doesn't say who, just a sword shows up and everyone gets worried. And then the sword comes crashing down and chops off the hand that's manipulating the puppet of Zelensky. And then it says, stop Nazi games. And that's what the American people don't realize. The whole war in Ukraine started in 2014 when there was a color revolution. And the color revolution was started by the West. And the reason it was started is because the leader of Ukraine at that time decided that he was not going to leave the sphere of influence of Russia. And so he had to go. So they had to replace him with somebody who was going to be friendly to the West. And so we had Western governments actually paying people to foment unrest and to riot and depose the leadership that was duly elected in Ukraine. It was so obvious to the people in that region, that's when Crimea voted to leave Ukraine because they wanted to stay under the sphere of influence of Russia, just like the leadership of Ukraine had wanted it to stay. And so they held a referendum and they seceded. The United States doesn't recognize that as being legitimate, but it very much was legitimate. The people wanted no part 
of this puppet government that they saw that was being installed in their country. And then the Donbass region, they did the same thing. But with the Donbass, Ukraine said no. Then Ukraine sent their army to the borders of Donbass and the rest of Ukraine. And over several years, they killed over 14,000 civilians. And so there would not be one Russian soldier in Ukraine had Ukraine not been slaughtering their own people. And that part is conveniently swept under the rug. And this whole idea that Russia is power-hungry and Russia is trying to build an empire, that Russia is trying to expand their territory, I go back to my history lesson. The United States has been expanding their territory very much so since, basically since we were founded, from the early 1800s. And it didn't stop when we reached the Pacific Ocean. They just started looking beyond the oceans for their next place. And we still occupy some of those islands that we took from Spain. One of them being Puerto Rico. So the United States government has this mentality that they can go anywhere they want, do anything they want, and take any possession they want. And I'm not pro-Russia. I wish this war would stop. I uh, This war scares me because of the idiots we have in Washington that seem to want a world war. And also, we have idiots all over Europe. They're just, I think they're insane. I just thank God that Russia has been very patient with these people as they have done all sorts of things to provoke Russia into starting a nuclear war. So far, Russia has not taken the bait, and I hope that it continues to be that way. Like I say, I'm not pro-Russia, but I am pro-person. I think that we're all God's children, and I think this war needs to stop, and it should have never, ever started. But the United States tried to back a coup attempt in Belarus, and they did the same thing in the Republic of Georgia. And so our CIA and other elements of our government are fomenting all sorts of civil unrest all over the world. And they have done so for generations. And they're not even sweeping it under the rug anymore. It's pretty well out in the open. And they're now using the same tactics against you and against me inside our borders. Because never forget that Obama, when he was president, changed the law to allow our media to lie to us and use propaganda, and also for the government to do the same. And so we're being spoon-fed a whole bunch of things that aren't right, a whole bunch of things that are going to mislead us. And now I hear that this artificial intelligence is, has the ability to create almost any event on a video that's so realistic that you can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. The reason I'm telling everybody this is that we have to pray for discernment. We have to get back to God. We have to get back to God's Word. And I think the things that Russia is doing in Ukraine is wrong. And I think that what we've done in Ukraine is wrong. And I'm of the mind that two wrongs don't make a right. And so I hope this war ends. I hope it ends now. I have a feeling it's not going to end anytime soon. And I pray to God it doesn't escalate into a nuclear conflict. But we can't blindly look at our government and see our government as being perfect. 
We have forces at work here that are bigger than us. And with this manifest destiny that seems to have never stopped, I think we have forces in the deep state, in this shadow government, that have us so far down this pit that they've thrown us in, that I don't know if we're ever going to get out of it, not as a functional country. And I hope that I've been clear that, and so I guess the moral of this whole show is, I think that you need to concentrate on being a citizen of the kingdom of God. Because we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And I think that's where we need to really concentrate. Because the powers that be, all of these governments in the world are nothing but satanic and corrupt. And a lot of things that we've grown up knowing and learning about our history, the more I study, the more I kind of cringe at some of the things that have happened. And right now, UK anyway, is planning on sending this horrible ammunition that's going to cause all sorts of birth defects and things for years. And I hope and pray the United States doesn't follow suit. But all of these things that are happening to prolong this war and to escalate it, done by this country, by the United States, they're doing it in my name and in your name. And I'm going to say publicly, don't do it in my name because I think it's shameful. I think the whole situation is absolutely shameful. And so I'm going to put my trust in God and I'm going to put my focus on his kingdom. Well, I hope you got something from this show today. I really appreciate you tuning in. And I would ask that you consider donating to Truth to Ponder. And you can go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com and hit the support tab and then And that will guide you how to support this ministry through a Christian funding site called Give, Send, Go. Or you can send a check or money order, and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chill Howie, Virginia The zip code is 24319 24319 And all donations are very much appreciated I'd like to thank Bob Behrman for allowing me to speak to his great audience and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today And so until next time Everyone, pray for discernment. Pray for peace. Stay strong. And always remember, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, Ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.